Eagles Entertainment. Today's podcast is presented by Xfinity. Supercharge your screenplay with supersonic Wi-Fi from Xfinity. Enjoy breakaway speeds, power your whole huddle of devices, and help keep your home team safe with online security. Unbeatable internet from Xfinity, made to do anything so you can do anything. On Tuesday, August 30th, General Manager Howie Roseman and Head Coach Nick Sirianni spoke to the media following the announcement of the Eagles' official 2022 53-man roster. Hey guys, um, I guess I'm glad we're back to doing these in person. Um, there's not a lot of nights that uh, I don't fall asleep quickly when I hit the bed just because we're here a lot and we work hard. Um, last night was hard and just because these guys who have been part of our whole offseason, um, some of the guys who've been here a couple of years, knowing that we're going to have conversations today with them, um, today's always a tough day uh, and it doesn't get any easier. And a lot of good people uh, that we let go today and uh, a lot of hard conversations. And um, we were just talking about we got we got to snap out of it and kind of, you know, get back to, to work. But um, part of what we're trying to build here is caring about the people that are on our team and in our building. And um, so when you have days like this, it, it kind of gets emotional. So um, just wish all those guys well and thank them for everything they did. And hopefully we can get some of them back. Howie, how did the uh, the trade come down with CJ? And I guess for either of you, how do you project his role in this defense? You know, first of all, there's a lot of conversations um, during the preseason, uh, certainly in the last couple of weeks. And um, you're trying to find teams that have fits for what you're looking for. and. Um, not that we were uh, unhappy with uh, our defensive backfield or our safety position, but um, we were looking for opportunities to get better. And um, when we look at New Orleans and the depth that they had on their roster, we thought maybe it would be a fit. And um, the conversations kind of came together here in the last 48 hours. And, um, you know, excited to add him. Um, he's a heck of a player. He loves football. Um, obviously, he went to the right college. Um, and... and um, you know, we're, we'll just uh, get him in here as quickly as possible, and I know our coaches will do a great job of getting where, him up to speed. Where does he fit in schematically, and how do you rec- how do you reconcile all the time in the slot versus? It sounds like he's going to play safety. How, how can he fit in? Yeah, you know, we we got a good player in him. There's no doubt, and so you know that that's that's our job as coaches to have a plan, and we do. Um, yeah. I think at this point, right now. Um, it doesn't benefit us for, to talk about where, how we're playing them, where we're playing them, because the, that's you know we're in game plan week right now, and so that the fact that he didn't have any snaps here with us, um, you know, is an unknown to Detroit, and so we'll keep it that way. But we're when we get good players in here, um, it's our job to figure out what, ways to use them, and we've obviously talked about talk about that at depth, and we look forward to having them in here and, and letting them contribute. For both of you guys, what did Jalen Rager show you uh, this summer to earn a spot? And for Howie, um, how much, if any, did his cap situation play into keeping him? Yeah, I think when you look at Jalen, um, one of the things that one of our scouts said to me today was um, he's one of the only guys practice every day. I mean, the, the guy brought it every day. Um, he worked on his craft. He had a great attitude, great energy. Um, obviously, he's a talented guy. He's 23 years old. And um, you know, we're, we're going to do whatever we think is in the best interest of the team. And um, we felt like there's no doubt in our mind that um, he deserved a role in this team.
Nick, you just follow up on that from a football standpoint, what you saw? From yeah, I just felt like he made, he made plays this summer. Um, and it started right from the beginning, um, you know, from the day one of training camp, and it continued on um, throughout the practices that we had. Um, and you could definitely see the explosion. That, uh, you know, he's, he's never lost that, right? It's, uh, he's had this explosion in, in, his, in his body, and he's, you know, he, he, used it, he uses it to separate from the defense. And so, um, you know, I just thought he had a good camp, and he made plays, and he was more consistent this year uh, throughout uh, training camp. I think one of the surprises might be Josh Sills making the roster, um, maybe over someone like Jack Anderson. Kind of what went into the, you know, the decision to go there with Josh? Yeah, you know, we had a lot of tough decisions on the offensive line. Feel very fortunate to have the offensive line group we have. Obviously, we talk a lot about uh, Stout and how he coaches those guys. And um, that was probably the toughest position group for us um, to kind of cut down. And, um, you know, uh, when you talk about Sills, and uh, he's he's 6'5", he's 330 pounds, he's got long arms, he's powerful, he's versatile. He can play inside or outside. Now, I'm not putting him in Canton. I start to listen to my own description. It sounds unbelievable. But um, the guy's got talent in his body. And um, I think when you talk about Jack, they play different positions, really. And so we kind of try to figure out um, what we had, what we were looking for. And um, it was a tough call. Hey, Howie, over the past couple of years, they've kind of changed the rules. You have to expand the practice squad to more liberal IR designations. How much has that changed your strategy over that standpoint when you get to the initial 53? Well, you know, first of all, um, huge compliment to the way coaching and staff around practice, our training staff, our performance staff. You know, um, at this point, obviously, we know there are going to be injuries, but we didn't have a lot of those decisions to make at, at this moment, and um, very grateful of, of that. Um, so you just kind of go with um, what you're dealt at the time, and so. Um, you know, we'll see what happens here in the next 24 hours uh, with the roster. It's a fluid uh, process, and uh, we got a lot of time till the first game. You said earlier that you were not unhappy with what you had at safety. Um, so, what do you see as like the reasoning for like releasing a guy like Anthony Harris, another veteran, and Sasha Ray, and everything? You know, like a lot of upheaval right before the season starts. Is that a double negative? Not unhappy. Did I, did I say a double negative? Not unhappy. I don't know. Um, I think when you talk about Anthony, you know, talk about one one of the tough conversations. It's with Anthony Harris today. I think um, that was one that uh, the two of us were not uh, really looking forward to. Um, but what a pro he is, and, and like everything he does, he he handles everything gracefully. And we felt like since there was a possibility that his role had changed from when when we had signed him, that um, because we were looking at options, he also deserved to kind of look at options himself and. Um, obviously, you know, you don't want to close any doors um, on anyone or anything right now at this time. What is it about, uh, about Gannon's system that, that allows okay. slot corners to play safety and vice versa? We saw that, you know, during the summer and then obviously, you know, here with Yeah, it, first of all, I mean, it, it, it's not easy, right? It's not, it's not just, but our coaches work really hard, work really hard at cross-training those guys, you know, so tribute to them and the guys that are, that are doing the the cross training that they have to work really hard to do it and and uh, you know with Denard and and Coach Wilson and uh, or pardon me Denard and, and Coach DK and, and Gannon all having that expertise in the defensive backroom. So, um, but you know there's there's some different things that we're able to do where they are interchangeable, obviously, right? Of when you ask them to play the deep half and when you ask them to play in the box and when you ask them to play the deep the deep third and so there's some interchangeable parts and and some looks that 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 we show um 
that are you know for us as a defense that make us multiple um you know when you give the when you give the offense an answer now like if the offense knows what you're in and what what you're doing um you know it's it's easier for them to to pick you apart right when they when they know exactly what coverage there is to do so a lot of it comes from the disguise as well as what I'm getting at you know the skies of what you have to how you're how you're trying to show one picture to the offense and play another thing so uh, that's where a lot of those pieces are interchangeable but like I said those guys work their their butts off to you know to fit both roles and 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 we'll do that with with all our guys there in the back end with a lot of our guys there in the back end and as you guys know, this, this guy played safety. You know, we evaluate him as a safety in college, too. So this isn't like it's totally fresh for him. And, um, you know, this is something that you see more and more in this league. I mean, you see it with the two guys playing in Buffalo, obviously. Um, you saw it when we got Malcolm here um, in Philly. And so, you know, you see a couple of our guys, not just the guy we got today, but a couple of our guys doing it because, you know, the league is about coverage. The league is about speed. It is about athleticism and instincts. And so um, a lot of those guys, when you're playing the nickel position, that translates to what they're trying to do also at the safety position. You mentioned that uh, uh, during the draft that because you only had five picks, you needed your scouts to find good undrafted guys. Um, you kept three. You mentioned sales already. What does Reed Blankenship and Josh Show bring to the table? But also, who were the scouts that were responsible for finding those three guys? Yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> I'm going to give credit to people here and, and all over the league. I feel like when, when I talk about our, our draft last year, you know, we had a, a great process after the draft. Um, you know, obviously, um, Andy and Kat not here, who were a huge part of it, and um, Anthony Patch and Alan Walking and Phil and Tiny and um, Jim Ward and, um, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forget freaking and, and um, Lee and – Amina and all these people and uh, Alec and his group, they, they did a group, great job of pulling guys out. And um, Josh was a guy that um, had some injury issues in the offseason part of this. And um, we had followed him. We knew him, obviously, the Alabama connection. Um, and from day one when he came in here, he came in with the right mindset. I mean, this is, this is a big, long, instinctive corner, a physical corner. Um, who's played at a high level in the SEC. You know, I was saying the other day, I'm watching guys even in this year's draft, and I see Josh in man coverage and these guys. So um, he's a guy that um, we felt very fortunate to get after the draft. And, um, you know, our Alabama guys, style Penunzio, those guys just wrapping their arms around him and our performance guys doing a great job getting him ready to play. You know, with Reed, Reed's an interesting guy. Reed's, Reed's a five-year starter. You know, it's just you, you don't see many of those guys going. And, um, 419 tackles. <laughs> it's unbelievable, you know. And so, um, you know, Reed's one of those guys, you know, he's, he started the last man in that group. And um, every day, like Coach says, we evaluate practice every day. We evaluate everything he did. And he continued to show up. He had a feel. And, um, you know, I, I don't want to put too high expectations on him, but he kind of, like, reminded me of a guy like Quentin Michael who we had here and just – um, he's got physical tools, but he's always around the ball. And uh, credit to him for and our and our coaches for putting him in position to make plays. And uh, we wanted to recognize that, you know, because we had a smaller draft class, we we wanted to give everyone an opportunity to make this team. So, did a nice job. Excuse me. In general, do I want to have a third quarterback? Um, we will have a third. We will have a third quarterback on the 69-70 man roster with Matt Leo, the 70th guy. We will have a third quarterback for sure. How, How in, in, in Shawnee's case, it sounded like the contract was an issue 
in New Orleans? Are you comfortable with, with where you stand there? And is he going to play up here on that contract? Yeah, I don't want to get into anyone's contract situation, but um, obviously, like, we wouldn't have made the trade if we weren't comfortable with the person and um, where he was. And um, you never, never want to rule anything out with any of our players on our team. But if I start getting into anyone's contract situation, i got to address all the other guys, too. With, with Chauncey in the, in the short term, because he hasn't been practicing much. Um, like the, the, this is like your dinner date. You guys in cahoots. Cahoots. Because he hasn't been practicing too much. Uh, are you comfortable that, that he'll be ready for week one? Who's this? Yeah, we'll see when we get him here. You know, like we, we're um, it's it's Tuesday. We play a week and a half from now, and we gotta get him in the building, and um, we'll go from there. You know, you talked about his personality. Uh, clearly, a guy that's um, boisterous uh, on the field. What do you know about him off the field during your original evaluation, and how will he fit in the locker room? Yeah, you know, we spent a lot of time with him in the pre-draft process. Um, I think from from our perspective, um, you know, we we did not feel like he was he was a fourth round pick. You know, he kind of fell a little bit in the draft, and um, you know, he he loves football. He's got a passion for the game, and he's not afraid to show it. And um, I think that what Coach does with our team is he he lets them show their personalities, and uh, he lets them be them. And um, I don't think it, it, you know anything that we found on him is it's malicious. You know, he just loves to play, and. Um, I think our fans like that. You know, I know I know our team does, and, and that may frustrate um, offensive players and receivers at times. But it's all because he's got a passion for this game, and so um, we like that. That that makes practice fun, you know. And um, we'll see if he can compete with Slay. Nick, on that topic, what, what what's his uh, kind of reputation among offensive coaches around the league? I mean, I'm sure he has one. Dangerous, yeah, <laughs> dangerous. Like you, you got to be you got to be careful with him. Uh, you know, throwing the ball at him. Uh, he's, he's just been around the ball a ton in his career and making plays, um, you know, and, and we, and that, you know, trash talking, I know he gets the, the rap for, for that, but that's, you know, that's part of his competitiveness. And I, and I, I'd lie if I said, I don't trash talk a little bit and or I, I didn't when I played or whatever it is and, and like that and do it in practice and to, to raise the level of competition. I think that's just all part of it. You know, the guys trash talk all the time in here, shooting baskets out in the field. So, um, but the, the first thing that comes to my mind is, is dangerous, right? And he's, I think he's one of these guys too that, when you when you have them on your team, I think you know. I think it's really you, you might not like playing against them, uh, but you're really glad he's on your team. Hey, Howie, um, your second, this is your second significant trade with the Saints now. What is it about their relationship with Mickey Loomis that helps facilitate a lot of these deals to happen? Yeah, Mickey's been doing this a long time. Um, I guess I've been doing this a long time, and so um, there, there's just a comfort level about straightforward discussions. You know, like we, we don't kind of beat around the bush. It's kind of like this is what I'm thinking and. Um, you know, comes to a head pretty quickly. And uh, I respect Mickey uh, a tremendous amount uh, for what he's done in this league. And, and it's easy to know if something's going to get done or not. You know, same thing. If something's not going to get done, like he's not, he's not going to play around. He's going to say, hey, we're not, we're not going to do something there. So um, I think that makes, makes it easier, especially this time of year where you don't want to waste a lot of time on things. And um, I know he's going to do whatever's best for the New Orleans Saints. That's how, how he always rolls. And um, hopefully we're going to do whatever's best for the Philadelphia Eagles. Years, two years ago, your wide receiver core was uh, Travis Fulgham, Deshaun, Alshon, Jalen, Greg Ward. Um, not to be negative about any of those guys, but can you just talk about how, <laughs> how you know, you got from there to here and how important it was to kind of reshape, you know, for, for Jalen and for the offense and for the team to reshape that room? 
I tell my kids when they say no offense before saying something, something offensive is about to come out of their mouth. So that, that's kind of like. You said it. I was thinking about my line. What, remind me what Just you're saying. How you got from there to here and how important it was for Jalen to, to reshape the room. Yeah, I think um, obviously a lot of resources used at that position, and um, I feel like uh, you know it, w it was necessary to make sure that uh, we gave Jalen uh, an opportunity to, to play with guys around him. Felt really good about you know where our offense line has been really um, over all my whole tenure here, and except for injuries in some years, and just. Um, as the opportunities arose, really, like um, it just made sense to add those guys. You know, whether you're talking about Devonte or you know Quez and how he stepped up, and obviously AJ and then Zach here in the off season. And um, you know, we're just looking for opportunities to improve the team. That's all we're trying to do. And it just so happened to work out that the best guys and the opportunities that we had happened to be at that position. And um, feel good about the character of those guys, feel good about the, the level of play that those guys can bring to our team, and, and they complement each other really well, which I think is important. You know, we talk about it all the time, like they're, they're different shapes and sizes, and they do different things really well. And so, um, you know, we got to go out and play. Obviously, we haven't won a game, and um, so we got to get back here and get to work. And, you know, I already see my guy over here in, in mid-season mode. He was yelling at me because he said I was 20 minutes late to the press conference. So. <laughs> As a follow-up to that, if, if you think about getting off the plane from Tampa, um, if, if if this was the roster that you knew that you that you knew you would have going into the season, what would you have thought? You guys want to hear the best story about getting off the plane in Tampa? Can I tell the story? You know, my favorite story. Where um, we get off the plane and it's it's like. Um, my, the windows, you know, when you get in your car and the windows are frozen, and you know the, the defroster comes on, and most normal people like wait to the defroster, and I just like go like this and just drive like this, and just as it goes, uh, and so um, Nick calls me, and um, you know where I'm going with this, and he calls me and he goes, "Where are you?" And I go, um, "I'm like five minutes from my house," and he goes. How did you do that? And I was like, I mean, I almost got in five accidents, but I, I, I want to get home. Where are you? And he's like, I just pulled out of the parking lot, like took a minute for my defroster. And he goes, hey, wait a second. And he goes, Zach. And I go, what's going on? He goes, let me call you back. And I go, um, and he calls me back like half hour later. I was like, what's that all about? He goes, Zach McPherson's car broke down and I stayed with him till the tow truck came. And I go, you stayed with Zach McPherson for 30 minutes after we just lost to the Bucks? I said, no offense, boo. I said, Dom would have done that. <laughs> Dom would have done that. And he goes, that's my guy. You know, I got to take care of him. So when you – Dom was there too. I know. We were Dom's always there. Dom's always there. Um, appreciate you too, Dom. But, you know, when I think about that, that's what I felt like. I was like, you know, we may have something here, you know, with our culture. And now I got to go do my job. And I got to make sure that um, we get better. And um, we had a long list of things that we wanted to get better on. We still have things that we want to get better on. And – um, you know, feel better about where we are. But again, like we haven't won a game, you know, a lot of things are going to happen. It's a long season and um, we got to work harder than everyone. And I think that that's got to start here tomorrow. And obviously it started in training camp. We have different, we have different fundamentals when it comes to scraping our cars. Apparently <laughs> he scrapes a little part and then drives home like this. I wait and can, I don't get out at all. I wait till it's all melted. I put it on high, but all melted and then I go through that's Jamestown, New York, and we help. Uh, right, right. We asked for the beginning of camp. How much more are your expectations for the season with this uh, roster, with the talent on this roster? Bob, we can. Bob's always cutting them off. We can answer two more. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? How much more do you Bad think you? 
how much more creative and how much more do you think you'll be able to do with this roster compared to last year? I've, I've said this uh, before, right? And it's just, I, I wouldn't say more creative, more anything. I just know the, the better the, the player is, the better we look at as coaches. And that's, that's the secret to coaching. You want to be, you want to be a good coach, get better players. That's the, that's the, the secret, but we, we put our work in and we put we're, our job is to put the players in. So th there's no doubt we have, we have some great players on this, on this, uh, on this roster, but now it's our job to put them in position to succeed. And so, you know, that looks different each week. Sometimes that looks creative. Sometimes that looks like, you know, sometimes that looks like with a bunch of different motions and shifts and, uh, fancy bells and whistles, and sometimes it's like, hey, just line up and two by two, and um, and and go to work. And so, um, so again, it's just it's our job as coaches to put them in the best positions to succeed at the, what they do best. Um, but I'm sure glad that, that we got a, some of these guys on this football team that we were able to work with, and uh, uh, look forward to working with them. Howie, we asked you at the, the beginning of camp what your expectations were for the season. You said we had to get through camp first. Now that we're through camp, you're mostly healthy. You've made these trades. How do you feel? What are your expectations? Do you think I'm answering that question in any way, shape, or form? Like, uh, how long have you known me? You know? um, we got, we got to have a good week and a half of practice, and we're going to have a challenge with a Detroit team that is going to be fired up in Detroit. Um, and we'll just kind of take it week by week here. You know, a lot of things are going to happen this season will be ups and downs. Um, I'm sure you guys will chronicle the ups and downs <laughs> for it. And I'm excited to go on this journey with this group. But, you know, um, we got a lot of work to do to prepare for that. So. For more Eagles news and exclusive interviews, be sure to subscribe to all of our Eagles original podcasts, including Eagles Update, Eagles Insider, and Eagle Eye in the Sky.